raising the decibel level to an all-time high at Phillips Arena. The hugs are happening on the sideline as the final seconds tick off. Two, one, zero, and how about this? Loyola Chicago, who prior to this year hadn't made the big dance since 1985, is off to the final four. I keep saying, you know, be careful, San Antonio. The Ramblers are on their way. And I hope we continue, but we always do one game at a time. A young man said to me the other day, Sister Jean, we broke your bracket. And I said, keep breaking it. That's okay with me. How about that? And with that, welcome everyone to the next installment of the Orlando Magic Pod Squad. Great to be with you. Dante Marcatelli, George Galante, David Steele, Jeff Turner. Our producer is Aaron Berlin. We're going to touch on that later in the program as well. We're going NCAA. we got a lot of stories we got to get to. Magic Hall of Fame, Naismith Hall of Fame, uh, former Magic player as an NCAA head coach, so a lot to get to. The future of the Magic, what does that all look like? And we're going to do that collectively. It's good to see you guys. Haven't, haven't talked with you in a while here. At nice least, to be back. At least a day, right? Yeah, it's been <laughs> a, <laughs> seen you for, for at least a day. <laughs> been about a day or so. But real quick, what do you make of all this Rambler stuff, all this Sister Jean stuff? Is this great or what? I think it's awesome. Yeah. I, I'm just glad that uh, Milton Doyle played for the <laughs> Brooklyn Nets because it kind of saved us on the broadcast the other night. <laughs> that's, that's Milton right. Doyle, the only <laughs> the only player in the NBA currently from Loyola. No, I think it's a great story. I, I, I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm loving for, it. For Sister those Jean that didn't see awesome. the telecast how long did it take him to get a picture of milton doyle on oh, the broadcast? Uh, wait into okay. the second half be careful now we don't want to <laughs> yeah. don't want to make anybody angry with this we're, we're <laughs> no, we just don't. having a little fun but we there's were, yeah, there were there was some sensitivity some gotcha gotcha just some having issues. fun you know and oh boy okay yeah. you guys they came down hard on but, you didn't not hard okay just just we, we were just having fun, just like Sister Jean. I mean, does it get any better than a 98-year-old trash-talking nun? Uh, no, it, <laughs> seriously. That's unbelievable. It does not. That that sums it up right <laughs> there. It does not get any better She's than that. feisty. She's feisty. She is feisty. Are you guys following yes. her on Twitter? Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's a must-follow. She goes right, right at people. She, she calls does. Wait, she has, a she, Twitter, says, she has a Twitter handle? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, you have to follow oh, Sister Jean. Oh, really? Oh, okay. I thought she corrects people on their English. She Good for her. That's interesting. Okay. And you know what's funny? You talk to anyone associated with that school this is a position that she just took she just <laughs> became the chaplain what 60 years ago and yeah, has never yeah. looked back milton doyle said that she was a big part of what they do yeah. that it's a you know this is not a made-up deal right yeah. she's she's really involved and the players like to talk to her and get encouragement inspiration from her this is not a made-up story. I like some of the T-shirts I'm seeing uh, on. You know, they're they're not sponsored, I guess, by the school, but there's some there's some really good ones out yeah. there with Sister Jean and some silhouettes and some pretty good stuff. <laughs> and the socks that are out there yeah. with their face on them, it's, yeah. it's fantastic. How about the How about the story of when the head coach took the job, went into his office? She had prepared a complete scouting report on the existing players, the competition. Uh, in their conference, everything was laying on his desk. And when he she got knows there. her stuff, apparently. She does. Too. How about yeah. that? It's it's incredible. Well, Milton said that he would that she would print, she would email everybody what they did right, what they did wrong after every game, and how you can be better for the next game. More often than not, she was right. I think that's pretty impressive. Do you think you talked to more to Milton Doyle than anybody's talked to Milton Doyle in the no. last? Four years. Apparently, from what from what the, their <laughs> PR guy would not get him to us. Stop it! Because he has been yes. inundated with requests. Come on. He was the subject of is this anything. I I know. It took me actually a little while to figure out what you guys were doing. doing, And then I did figure it out. And then then 
then we went into the second half and had his picture, and that was yeah. that it was went the whole. It was we, we didn't even there. really want an interview. We just wanted him to just be on the bench yeah. so we could at least. <laughs> I just right. you know, exactly. we were doing right. television, a little different than the podcast. Sure. Television, yes, right. you, you just need a visual image. Yes, correct. You know, and correct. we didn't have one. David was just talking I about some guy. It. Right. That but, wasn't yeah. that wasn't on the bench. Yeah. You would have no. thought he was on the bench. Yeah. Come, oh, I, I understand. But we did that revisit. We I did. understand that he's getting a lot of yeah. requests. However, <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, you're right. I, I, that seems silly. No, you're that right. That seems silly. You're right. Well, listen, a little bit of magic news. And before we get started, how, how about the we, we were able to meet another magic fan from the UK? It was during Tracy McGrady's Magic Hall of Fame induction ceremony and the group from OrlandoMagicUK.com. They do a terrific job uh, following the magic. We got to meet Paul. You've yeah. met Garrett. Paul right? and a Joe. Num- a number of big fans that uh, that watch your telecast over the overseas. It's pretty cool. Unbelievable. We've got a we've got an amazing fan base. Who knew in the United yeah, Kingdom, right. right? And you know, I think a lot of these people came over as young adults or, or children, older you know children with their families uh, to Orlando from the United Kingdom or wherever you know internationally. But these folks are from the United Kingdom, and they fell in. They went to a Magic game. They fell in love with the team. And uh, there's a pretty significant Magic uh, yes. fan club in the United Kingdom. Yep. It is, and they're big supporters. Four or five hundred members. Big supporters. <laughs> oh, seriously. That's, that's yeah, all that, no, yeah. that organized yes. group. Yeah, of an I organized thought, group. Of I thought group. you just meant yeah. in the whole country there are 400 no. fans that No, and they're big magic. supporters. Well, of there might be only. <laughs> but that, you know, that's still pretty good. Still they're proud good. supporters of the pod squad as well. OrlandoMagicUK.com. But how about that? Really enjoyed Tracy McGrady, seventh member of the Magic Hall of Fame, and being on the telecast with you guys in, in that second quarter. I know that was a lot of fun, I'm sure, for you guys to catch up with him too. I, I love those quarters. We, you know, it, we're sitting there and we're just we're talking with legends. Yeah. Um, and we're not really paying attention to the game. Sorry uh, for the broadcast. The picture's there, but we're just list telling stories. Tracy's great. Um, yeah. You can tell. You know, he's he, he's so smart about the game of basketball. And now that he's you know he's doing some broadcasting now, and he just comes off. So I I love it. I, I love his swagger. Uh, you know, talking about the current league and way he was playing. He is. I mean, right. he's a star, yep. and he has that swagger about him, and it's just it's fun uh, talking to him, listening to him. Um, his, you convinced all of us. He he on the air. He said he could average thirty five. He would. He, I don't think he said could. I believe yeah. he said I would average thirty five a game in today's NBA. And I I thought now there's that's that's not possible. Brian Hill thought no, nah, no, nah, I don't think he could do that. But Jeff <laughs> Jeff has kind of swayed us. Over to the other side. Yeah, he probably would average 35 points a game in today's NBA. Well, he averaged 32 yeah. the one season. My point, <laughs> back, exactly. Back then. Right. Right. When right. you could grab him, when you could yeah. scratch yeah. and claw and physically hit him. Right now, you can't touch so what, him. What's three more points? What's if three he, more he points? He was already True. doing 32 a game. True, he probably would. And then the year he, you know, the other year he led the league in scoring. I think he was at over 28, 29, I think. Yeah. close to 29, mm-hmm. right? So. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's too far off. If you can at do all. it then. I don't see why there's, you couldn't do it now. There's no doubt. Yeah, there's no doubt. The was best it? though is Tracy said he could go out and get twenty right now, <laughs> right? Exactly. Which is also true. I think. <laughs> yeah, that could be true. In today's NBA, just spot up shoot. Yeah, but it, just think about, but think about T Mac a little bit. He, you know, his right. ability. I mean, he's made for today's game, right? Yeah. His ability to get to the rim, he can knock down threes. Get to the foul line. I mean, that's exactly what our league is right now, and he could do all those things. You got to think about all the all of the young players that are in today's NBA that are these, you know, six eight, six nine. That they were probably all watching Tracy McGrady mm-hmm. and Grant Hill and these guys that were at the time like they were oddities. You didn't have 
six, seven, six, eight guys doing all the things that Tracy did. Now it's almost commonplace. Like if a, if a yeah. six, nine, six, ten guy can't shoot threes in today's NBA game, you don't want him. Which it, it, it's it's crazy. And think about uh, I just I was thinking a little bit more about this. Um, you know, after we had him on air, think about Tracy. He got a lot of his touches. In the post, we posted him up a lot, right? Yeah, that, that wouldn't happen. So no. those those touches yeah, would right. be spread out on the floor. So I think a lot more of his shots would have either been three or getting to the rim. And mid-range. It would have been frowned upon for him to pull up for all those mid-range jumpers yeah. that he made in his Magic career. It'd be three or at the basket, and he could do both. Yeah. Yep. And it, Were we too close to it? Did we know what we had when you guys were doing those games, Jeff on radio, and you on television, and, and, and you talking to T-Mac every single day, did we know what we have? Did did we knew? Did we know we had a Hall of Famer on um, our team? Night in and I'm night not out? sure if we really appreciated it as yeah. much as we probably should have. But I, I I will say this: every game I was on the air, um, I had a feeling that something might happen at any moment that would be spectacular to the extent that everybody would be talking about it yeah. all around the country the next day. So I was kind of always on my toes for because he was that good, and you know Shaq was the same way, Penny was the same way. Dwight Howard made plays that, you know, you didn't see other guys make. So there's, you know, there's just a handful. There's only a few in the league right now that are like that. So there was that. So, but I don't think we really appreciated, you know, overall how how significant, how great he was. Like what makes me look back on those days now too, is I think we talked, we may have even talked about it the last time when Aaron Gordon and Nick Vucevic this year had 40 point games and we went back and looked and, oh, okay, like Aaron now has two this year. Like that's the, he's only... Well, then Tracy had how many 40-point? I think it was 15. I don't even remember what the number it was. was. More it was more than 10. It was a truckload of 40-point games that you just – the the, the the distance between, you know, we got all excited because Aaron Gordon had two. Yeah, yeah right. Like, wow, this is amazing. Like, Tracy was doing – he was doing two a year easily, three you know, a year, four a year. Yeah, something else I've thought, um, this is, has occurred to me, since Tracy you know, was in our Hall of Fame and I was looking at all of his great numbers and everything – um, how, how, how great would, we're talking about how great he would be today. Think about Pete Maravich, what, what kind of a player uh, yeah. he would, Jerry sure. West before the three point shot, because right. those guys were in that category of averaging 28, 30 right. points per game, Maravich and West with no three point shot. That's right. And those guys could shoot the ball from, you know, they cross mid court and they were, they were in range. Um, I, I saw a, a Maravich clip, uh, recently on Facebook or, you know, some social media, and, uh, you know, the shots that he made, the plays that he made were just incredible. And Jerry West was another guy that, you know, would have scored, I think, even more points in today's NBA. If you had that three-point line. Yeah, you know, sure. Just, just you know with what, a three-point line. For sure. Yeah. You know what strikes me, too, about Tracy, and, and then we can move on to, to Grant, who's into the, the NBA Hall of Fame, as well as Tracy McGrady. So those two guys brought here, you know, John Gabriel knew what he was doing. He brought two Hall of Famers, future Hall of Famers here to Orlando, but, and he would never do it. It's no knock on the guys that Tracy played with, but three out of those four years, he went to the playoffs. The last year, the wheels fell off and injuries and what, what have you, but not household names, that, right, that played alongside with him. You're talking about Mike Miller, who was a very good NBA player, but uh, Pat Garrity was a, was a solid NBA pro, uh, Daryl Armstrong, but these are not all-stars. These are not Hall of Famers. He brought those guys with him to the postseason three times. I think is remarkable about what T-Mac did. I, there's, I don't think there's any question about it. I think that's, um, you know, you, you go back, and that's the fun part about having Tracy there. Yeah. And because, you know, you, you start remembering, wow, you know, 
to think about what he did in that series, uh, the, the the Detroit Pistons series. series. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, right. You know how good he was then, and then you think about the people surrounding him. Not to take anything away from them, but as Dante's pointing out, these are not all stars, well, yeah. right? Pat sure. Burke was a starter on yeah. that team. That's Pat, right. Pat Burke. Pat yeah. Burke, who exactly. was not in the NBA right. much longer or before. Sean right. Kemp on yeah. his la- on his last legs. <laughs> right. Patrick Ewing. These yeah. guys went to the playoffs with Tracy McGrady in their last years in the league. Yeah. So unfortunately, Grant Hill was injured almost for the entire seven-year period, yeah. and and what that did was it handcuffed the team financially because so much money was. Was tied was, up in was Grant. tied up in two guys in McGrady and Hill that uh, you know there were there was little flexibility so you know John Gabriel went out and tried to find people like Sean Kemp that might be able to provide a you know a winning atmosphere a sure. winning, winning culture help add to your winning culture and help you get farther in the playoffs but it just didn't pan out. Mikey Clark, uh, just to tie that up, uh, next player that you think should be in the Magic Hall of Fame. H- have you guys kind of had any thoughts along those lines? I mean, do you? Do you think Dennis Scott? Do you still go back to that era, or or we can we now start talking about the Rashards and the Hedos and and guys from that team? Who, as far as players, what do you think? Oh, we're for, sticking just to players because I think the he next has, person in should be the guy on this pod squad. I would agree. Jeff. I would agree. No, not Jeff. <laughs> no, <laughs> not, not me. Although Jeff is on my yeah, list. Sure. Jeff, I, sure. I, I secretly have a list of guys that I like to comb through. Yep, Jeff is yep. on that when list. You, when right. you've exhausted no, everyone. No, 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 no. Jeff Turner's on no, that no. list because there's other things. There's lots of things that go into it. It's years. Yeah. I mean, Jeff's been with this organization since yeah. the beginning That's right. in one facet or another. That's so, right. you know, he had that little hiatus when he yeah. went and did high school stuff. But, you know, and but, won a championship. That, you know, all, no big right? deal. No big thing. deal. Had Joel Berry. No, no big deal. Um, <laughs> But you know, David should be. Yeah, I no think question. would be uh, right uh, up there. Be quite an I'm honor. trying to get you a banner years, up there, David. Right? I'm yeah, trying to get I you one of those George, one of those banners with a microphone. I think broadcasters on it. should be at the end of the train, at the no, end of the trail, no. at the end of the line, at the end of the line. Get no. get the players in there and the coaches and the people. Thirty years is a pretty big line at That's that a pretty point. Big line. I'm going to say that line's yeah. pretty. Well, big. you want to start with the media room. You want to have the David Steele media room. No, no, I think that's what. Don't you think? I needs to be the Dennis Newman. It needs to be the Dennis Newman That's what I was going to say. Yes, right. Right. Just the meal. How about just the meal? The meal. I'll take you. the meal. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> With the pictures like Al McCoy, yeah. like all the yeah. pictures think, over the I years. I think Dennis needs to be involved in this conversation. Yeah, that's yes, true, I too. He's been there I since that's absolutely true, agree. But you're, I think 20, you're, you're, you're two. Two. Yeah. Can I throw out another player, player? name? David yeah. and I were kind of talking about this the other day. What about Bo Outlaw? Okay. Interesting. Just, you know, if you're talking list. about service to the, you know, fan what he, favorite. I think fan that, favorite, that's, a, that's, that's that, one for consideration. That's for sure. absolutely right. Yeah. I, I, Daryl right. Darryl Armstrong is high on yep. my Darryl list. Daryl and Bo. Um, so so I, if, you got a, if you got a couple of guys, you're, you're Daryl, you're Bo. You know, and at some point you do have to get into, you know, the, the, the latter years. Well, not the latter years. You know, the team from 10 years ago yeah. where we went to the finals where you're looking sure. at, a, you know, once Jameer Nelson – Retires. I think Hito Turkoglu should be very, very strongly considered. I agree. Quickly yep. too. He actually he sent me he sent me a note when the whole T Mac stuff was going on. Hito sent me a note and said, "Hey, buddy, how are you? I miss you guys. Why am I not in Hall of Fame?" <laughs> I love Hito. He goes, "Why am I not in Hall of Fame? I fan favorite." That's that was his exact. <laughs> yeah, I have this Turkish T Mac. Yeah. That's what he was. I have this conversation, sort of an argument, not really an argument, but just a debate about you know you get past the the Mount Rushmore of yes. I think it's obvious. Yeah, the four best players. Correct. Right now, it's pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. Shaq, Penny. Uh, Dwight and T Mac agreed. So who's number five? I think he. That's a number great. Five. That's a great argument. <laughs> that is a great, great discussion. And I, I, I agree with George. Five. I've you been saying Turk that Hito, Hito is number five. 
I like that. What do you think, Jeff? Well, you have them, JT, and you're yeah. starting five of all time, right? Yeah, I, 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 I'd go along with that one. I, I think that's a great. Now pick. you'll get a lot of disagreement. This is going to stir up some, you know, a lot of people disagree with this. Well, then who are the vehement. arguments? Who are you? Who are you putting in there? In, well, Nick, instead of Nick, well, Nick's sure. in. Nick's yeah. already in. Well, Nick's the Hall of No, I'm talking about the best Hall of Fame. Fifth best player. Yeah, Nick and Dennis and Jameer, and you know, there's there's some strong candidates. It's not an easy call, but. But Hito at the Richard top Lewis. of his game was yeah. right as fun as there was. I I think Hito's one another one of these guys. He's these six ten. Nobody had seen anything like him. He's handling that. He's a he was our point guard late in shots. games. He made, he made huge more big shots, shots than anybody. Absolutely, he was huge in the fourth quarter when the game That's was on the line. That's another guy that in today's league would. Be, there's no telling how good he would have yeah. been in today's the way the league has evolved and. His uh, skill set, although he's he, not that far removed from right, playing right. the way it is. He doesn't day. hit that shot in Philadelphia. I don't know that there's a final run. If he doesn't hit that shot, they if don't win that If he doesn't hit that, that shot in Philadelphia, I may still be in a gutter <laughs> a gutter somewhere, <laughs> pounding my head against <laughs> the pavement. <laughs> That's where you I'm may, might all be there. You may not have survived. I, I, might, I, might live, a, I might live there well, now. Well, it's interesting you were when headed we down go, a dark path. <laughs> I was angry. I was with you. Was we with talk about sometimes, you know, Big game winners and and uh, you know things like that, or who made the pass yeah, for this? Sure, right, he those names always yeah, in always there in somewhere. There. That's true. Yeah. That's true. If he didn't make the shot, he, he made, made the, the pass. pass. Yeah. Plus, right. he had the uncanny ability to turn the ball over and blame <laughs> it on the other guy. Yeah, it was amazing. He could throw That's his hands true. up, and everyone said, "Yeah, well, yeah, Jameer probably was supposed to be there." <laughs> that was kind of the Reggie Theus, wasn't it? He would yeah. throw the ball at your feet <laughs> yeah. so that you couldn't catch it and shoot yeah. it, and you have to give it back to <laughs> him. Right back to him. All other jokes aside. He, I he's love on. He's on. I would say the, the top radar. six yes. of every statistical category there is for us, for the most part. So Points, is that rebounds. the guy that should be next into the Hall of Fame? He's up there. I think he's up there. Is there another pl- question? A non-player, like from a like. I always wonder. Like you know, we just talked about it. I mean, it didn't work out. But John Gabriel did Gabe a is, lot yeah. of yeah, things true. to yeah, put right. this organization. And, to he was, and he was here with Pat in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. I, the, yeah, he, he's on the list. JT. Okay, he's on so the we've list. got we've got Gabe, we've got David. Certainly, uh, we've got I Hito. Think, I think Brian Hill is another person. If you're looking Brian at non-players, um, yes. that is still has the most wins in franchise George, history. George has given this a lot of thought. He has. I, I've, he I've, has. I've, I take the Magic Hall of Fame very seriously. Are you on the committee? Do you have? I input? am on the committee. And so are you? Is, so are you the committee? <laughs> I, I, I am the committee. <laughs> I'm on. I'm on the committee too, which seriously damages my chances for. Any, well, any, I, or greatly increases. The chairman reduction. of the committee may override anything David Steele says about not being in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's exactly right. I would right. say that, I that, think that's that he may get trumped But Turk did one. everything. And, and and I don't know that I ever felt more comfortable at the end of the game than the ball in Hito's hands, either to make a shot or to make a play. Or turn somebody, it over. Right? Or, to turn, or turn it over. Or to turn it over. <laughs> but either way, it was going to be It was going to be dramatic. It was going to be exciting. I fan favorite, Dante. I fan favorite. He I, is I fan should be, favorite. I should be in the Hall what of Fame. What did Hito say can go into the Hall of Fame with him? There's <laughs> oh, no question. Yep, right. I've told you guys, uh, real quick, I told you guys a story, uh, you know, when I was over at Lake Highland Prep and everything. You know, Grant Hill's children were there, and Grant can walk around the campus. and everything. Oh, it's Grant Hill. Hey, you know, yeah, da, right, da, right. Da, you know, it didn't matter if I walked around the campus. Hito came for a visit when his daughter was looking before they uh, moved and everything. You would have thought 
that a Justin Timberlake walked on campus. How about that? I mean, that's how right. big Hedo was with uh, yeah. kids. I, I laughed. I thought that was so funny. I was killing Grant Hill. I said, you can sit in the stands. Nobody bothers you. <laughs> Hedo Turkoglu walks on campus, and the whole school that's shuts awesome. down. That's, that's amazing. Awesome. <laughs> but, you know, he had the uncanny ability. I know we've probably gone too long on this, but, but with Turk – I think for players, I think you're right. That probably would be the next player. But th- what is there to be said about a glue guy? Everybody could make fun of Turk. Turk could make fun of everybody else. No one took it personally. Wow. He was, great to me, teammate. Great, teammate. great teammate, great locker room guy. And I thought really the glue of that whole thing. And the best promotional giveaway in Magic history. The yes. Turk glue. glue stick. Turk glue stick. Turk glue stick. That's the seller right there. That's right. That should lock him in. Which that, 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 and I would say a close second would be the Horace Grant floating <laughs> yes. duck. That was great. The, that the was Horace great. rubber duck. duck. The rubber duck. I still have my Tracy McGrady uh, baseball bat. Oh, that's yeah. a good one. Too. That's, that's, good, that's really. dangerous yeah. to hand out. I know it was. I couldn't believe they <laughs> handed them out. I we handed know. out five thousand baseball bats. <laughs> we took a beer. chance. We took a we chance. What the heck were we doing? Took a chance. Knife night at the Amway Center. Yeah. Jeez. But then we get the news today. How about Grant Hill? And I know you touched on it a little bit. And it didn't work out here, but uh, imagine if it had seven years here in Central Florida. You got the guy who many said, and Brian Hill said it on the telecast. Until Kobe came along, this was the closest thing to Michael Jordan, in his opinion, for the things that he could do on a basketball floor coming to Orlando. And had he been able to be healthy, that combination together, and I know everyone here is happy for probably as classy a guy as there is in Grant Hill going to the Hall of Fame. Uh, no question about any of that. And I, to be honest with you, I thought he handled – that whole injury thing, you know, it, with all the heat that he was taking, unbelievable. He was he was amazing. Which why did you ever understand no. why he took heat? Fans just are mad when a guy can't play, and year after year he couldn't play. You know, it was frustrating. Yeah. But you know, the guy he, he he could have died on the operating yes. table. There was there was a serious. I think it was an infection, right? That mm-hmm. right. developed. Um, but uh, he he did everything he could. A lot everything of players would not have even tried to continue to have surgery after surgery to to get back on the court. I, that that though is probably the most disappointing thing in in the in my history of broadcasting the games because I thought when we got Grant and Tracy, I really envisioned Eastern Conference championships yeah. at at the very least. I thought you know this is going to be a combo that can that can win a lot of games, and the fact that it didn't happen was disappointing. It wasn't anybody's fault. It was just you know the fate that. Uh, that you know he he was never healthy. Uh, do, do you think fans get mad at that because they look at it as? You know, oh, he just got paid whatever it was, $90 million, and he didn't have Part to do anything. It. You know, like, and it's jealousy, and it, it you, you just think that there's this guy that's just sitting back, and he got his payday, and now he's sitting back and cashing it in, which was far, about the complete far, furthest yeah. end of the right. spectrum as it possibly could be. I well, mean, like you said, the, the guy almost for died. For me, is like, and I always tell people, you don't know how right. hard he was. He wanted to be on the court. If right. he could have so played, bad. he probably tried to come back a few times too quick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because of how bad, how hard he worked, and you know, I think when guys are injured, sometimes I think fans, you know, we all wonder, right? But if we see them, we're in it, and right. we see how hard they're working to rehab, to get back, being there all the time around their teammates. Um, you know, I, I, I'm just, you know, he is one of the classiest, most humble, no question, yes, down to earth guys for a person in his position. 
uh, his stardom that I think I've ever been around. We got guys in our league that won't play that just don't want. It. If anything, if if the stars don't align and they're not a hundred percent healthy, right. he tried and he yes, was he in did. pain. He had part of his heel sawed off and refused because right. maybe it would alleviate some of the pressure. Who would do that to be able to regain their career and and try to, to try to get back out on the floor? Because yeah. he wanted to yes. give this organization that took a chance uh, on him, you know, the, right. And and that's that's the thing is I think people you know that that all kind of gets lost sometimes. Part of, part of why he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, that's exactly. right. one of the reasons. Exactly. That's right. His character. And everybody kind of and everybody famous. kills the magic sometimes for sign. Oh, why would you sign a guy in a boot? You knew he was coming off the plane. There would have been twenty nine other teams Absolutely. that would have given oh, Grant Hill the same exact Absolutely. contract Absolutely. at the same exact time. So I don't want right. to hear any of the nonsense of oh the magic don't. You know, th- we knew what we were doing, and every other team would have done the same exact thing. Yeah. It just didn't work out. It, and and nine okay. times out of ten, a guy comes back and from been an okay. injury at that age, and, mm-hmm. and is you know he was in the prime of his career. And Gabe knew what he was doing. He he had it lined up, and sometimes you roll the dice, and sometimes it comes up craps. And like T Mac said on the air with you, if 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 Tim Duncan's fiance is allowed to be on the plane, <laughs> you might have got all three, which is That's remarkable. Crazy. That would have been is, that insane. would put that guy would put John Gabriel in the Naismith Hall of Fame. Yeah. I think if you're able to pull off that, were you guys under trio. the impression that at that time that we could get all three guys? Because I was not. I thought it was going to be two of the three. Like we only could I, get I two. I, I, my I, understanding was it, it would. Financially, it wouldn't work. That's what I was under the impression of. But remember, back then you could promise money, future, future money, and and that was my understanding was that what it would take to get them done. You know, one of them would have had to take a little less to get that done. I think Gabe had had a plan. Gabe had a plan to get all three of them. I had never heard. I had never heard until Tracy had came back, or uh, I had never heard that all three was possible. I I was always under the impression it was like a a, a mix and match of, okay, we can, these are the top three guys out there and we can get two of them easily and we'll, and we can't get three, but then I'm hearing we could have gotten off. And you know, what's interesting. We had David Robinson on, uh, on magic drive time, a little plug for, for radio, but he said, we asked him about Tim Duncan. He said, Tim Duncan came back from Orlando and David Robinson came back from wherever he had been vacationing during the summer and he goes, and I, I was scared. He goes, I sat down and looked Tim Duncan in the eyes and thought he was gone. He looked at me and said, you would not believe what they pitched to me and, and what is happening in Orlando, and I think I'm going to take it. And David's response was, you know what works here. We've won here. You know we can win again here. Ultimately, is that if that's what you want, you need to stay. And that's what he chose to do. He, you know, he, he goes, but, close. He goes, but Tim, close. Tim makes his own decisions. And imagine that. I hate David Robinson. <laughs> Guy's a jerk. <laughs> so, Everything is so did the did the fiance riding on the plane really so. th- make a difference? Because what because that was the thing, and he actually mentioned that he goes, Tim Duncan is a strong headed guy. Tim Duncan does what Tim Duncan wants yeah. to do. Nobody convinces him otherwise. But yeah, anyway, yeah, that would have been something. You're able to pull that guy. <laughs> you had an interesting article, David, and, and I'd love for you to read it for for our viewers, or at least uh, encapsulate it, yeah. whatever that is. Uh, give everyone an idea of what this season might have been. Uh, had we had some, uh, had had we had some help on the injury front? Well, yeah, you know, we talk, we spent a lot of time talking on airplanes and buses, planes, trains, and automobiles, right. <laughs> um, about this team and about life and about everything. But one one of the things that I've been on since early in the season, and I don't always get total agreement, but the, I, I think that this team, the injuries have just been, you know, and we yeah. don't want to talk about it. Nobody wants to hear about injuries, sure. So I don't talk about it too much on the air. I know Jeff doesn't. You know, you just don't want to go there because it sounds like you're just making excuses. 
But in reality, this team has had so many injuries from very early in the season, I don't think we've had a chance to see what this team could really have been. And so there was something that, that I saw on the Twitter, NBC Sports, and they have us ranked in their latest, latest uh, rankings, you know, 1 through 30, number 26, which is probably right now about right. Mm-hmm. But it says, uh, whoever wrote I don't know who wrote it, but I'm giving NBC Sports credit. Uh, because I know Josh Robbins would want, you know. Hey, right, right. That's you know, very important. Very, important. very important. well done. Is, uh, very well done. I understand. <laughs> I agree with that. Sure. But uh, if uh, this team, if they had been healthy and been able to keep Fournier, Gordon Vooch, and Terrence Ross on the court together, and then he goes into this, they have a net rating of uh, all this, you know, advanced stat stuff. Basically a 500 team, he says. And, and then uh, substitute in DJ for Ross, and they outscore opponents by even more. In other words... What this guy is saying is the basketball gods never let us really find out this season what Orlando had, yeah. and, and I think that's true. I, I'm not. I'm just not sold that uh, on the fact that this thing is a complete disaster, a train wreck, and has no chance in its current, you know, configuration <laughs> moving forward. I, I have. A, I have a feeling that with Ross in the starting, if you don't have any injuries, yeah. Terrence Ross in the starting lineup, John, Jonathan Simmons coming off the bench. I like, Which was the original concept. I like right. Augustine. Now I like Augustine and Mac at the point guard. I loved Alfred, but we're better defensively. If you could, if if Isaac, I know this is a huge if, but if, sure. if Jonathan Isaac had been able to stay healthy through the entire season, he's he's a big defensive uh, boost to the team. I think there there's uh, this is a roster that would have won, would have been a, a 500 team at least, would have been in the hunt for a playoff spot if everybody's healthy from day one. You guys are all looking at me. <laughs> I think 500's aggressive. I, I think, but but you're right. Much better season, much better season. And I, what do you guys think? George just got real quiet. I, and, and Jeff too. Here, here's here's my problem. Because there were signs before the injuries a little <laughs> bit, but not to this extent. I'm not saying the eight and four yeah. was going to continue. I sure, feel sure. like I feel like with the same. <sighs> We've had a lot of what ifs over the over this time frame, and there's not been a lot of adjustments, maybe potentially on the roster. So I don't know. I don't know. You I know, think it's and, hard to tell. Saying, I just think know, it's like, hard to tell. You, Has you, any you, team been decimated by injuries? As well, much here, as well, let me show you this. All right. So here I, I, I asked that. Right. Question. We got stats sake. That's a good segue, David. Very well done. <laughs> just to just to back up your point here. But as far as uh, injuries to way top, to save George, David. Yeah. <laughs> I was, was going to find my way out of it. I was going to find my way out of it. We want to save George. We want to protect George. We've already served. We've already served one suspension. You do it twice. It might have to be the whole show. What happens if I get suspended twice? Well, it might be the whole show. We only got one show the left. If you get left. two suspensions in one three-week period on a podcast, then you're out for this the next like a, podcast <laughs> on the first semester would that of next be the, year. Would that be equivalent of Dwight That's Howard getting, getting the 30 and 30 and then getting suspended and then get, for the, the same next thing. night? Yeah, same thing. The all right, all right. Top eight rotation. Top eight scores in the NBA. Teams that have lost games to their top eight scores. Milwaukee Bucks, 94. Orlando Magic, 82. So that's top eight scores, which Jonathan Isaac would not be a top eight scorer. So if you bump it down and say top nine rotation guys, that gives the Magic 131 games lost to injury, and you got to factor in Della Vadova for Milwaukee, also 131 games. So we like would be that. tied that's, for the most. That's awesome. And, and your I'll, point, I'll tell you this, I most. think Milwaukee, if they stay healthy, if sure. they don't lose Della Vadova, they're not eighth. They're not the eighth team. They're yep. probably a top four team. Correct. And you cannot convince me that the Orlando Magic with Ross healthy, Ross, Ross a 3 and D guy, Isaac healthy. I know these are big ifs because sure. they've been out almost the entire season. Okay, but isn't that part of the problem, though? Like a lot of I these are know. big ifs. Like we've had, a, we've had a lot of the same guys 
miss the same amount of games year after year after year. We've had the, you know, we had, now Aaron Gordon did not last year. He, right, I think right. he only missed two, but right. the year before he missed 30 plus. I, I don't, Ross, I don't know what it I don't is. think Terrence Ross has been hurt like this. Right. I think he, he's Nick Vucevic. He, I don't think he missed, missed 10, 10, 15, 15 15 he missed 23 year. this year. Okay. Like I, I, Evan Fournier, as much as we like Evan Fournier yeah. too, except for the last year, you know, seven or eight, maybe 10. It's, it's a good 10, 15 games missed. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I have. A, I. I would like to have seen what because obviously, the start that we had, where you know, I don't think that. I think that was a big enough sa- sample size to think that we could have had something going. It wasn't like it was just a three game span. It was a good right. twelve thirteen yeah. game span, where we were playing the right way and we were doing the right I things. Agree. And then, even, now even, you're making my argument. Yeah. Am I? I, I don't. Think, I don't want to make your argument. I think, yeah. <laughs> but I think the Isaac and Ross injuries, even just to print it down on those two, I think crippled us. I think losing I those two guys defensively, it was that those were big blows. Crippled us. And Terrence hadn't gotten going yet. We right. we had twelve no. games, and he had he had. But really he still got, guarded every night. Yeah, absolutely. But imagine. But you know, then the offense is going to come for him. How many nights did we struggle offensively? And it was starting to come when he went down. And then you guys would have liked Simmons ideally as your six man playing 25, 30 minutes, and right, and, and that's maybe a better role in his first year. And maybe if you know, I think he had moved into the starting lineup and if Ross is sure. coming off the bench then you got the same thing. You needed one of those, one of guys, those guys to still be healthy right. and playing and exactly. coming off the bench to be your sixth yeah. man. Right. And that and losing Terrence Ross killed that. That yes. was a huge Correct. huge blow for the Magic. But that huge being said, blow. 37, 35, 37 is probably where maybe and, top and that, and that's is, your, where, is your best. And that's where I think, Dante, right. where I agree with you. Yeah. I, I'm not sure we're a 500 right. team. We're better. Sure, no question. Um, but I would go along with David, and we've talked a lot about this uh, as well, in that I don't know that it's uh, blow this whole thing up, right? Uh, yeah. I, I, I think it just takes so much time for our young guys to really understand the day-to-day, what it takes, and preparing for games. Um, I'm not ready to give up on those. I, I, I like where we're at. We add another piece uh, through the draft, another talented young guy that we're still building with and everything. So I think, yes, we would have been better without all the injuries, but I still don't, I'm still i still not sure we were ready to be a playoff I agree with yet. Jeff because yeah. we've seen Tobias Harris, Victor Oladipo, right. now you let you know, Fournier goes somewhere else. Vucevic goes Could somewhere be Mario. else. And Could our fans that, are going to yeah. be saying, look what Fournier is doing for, yeah. uh, you know, Team X. You're right. Team Y. You know, right. these are... These are good players. That's a good. They, that's they a just, good point. They need, uh, they that's a need, good point. Need more and it could be one of those not. things too. And you mentioned this before. You guys, when we were talking about T Mac, where are we? Just, are we just too close to it? Right. Yeah. Like when you talk to other broadcasters and NBA people, people like our core group, right? Yes, right. But they, but they talk about the time needed. I, you know, um, Jeff Weltman talked to us at our uh, recent staff meeting. Dante and I heard it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I, heard it too. I heard it too. I heard, I heard, I heard all about it. That's another it. whole thing. <laughs> but but he, he made a great point. You look at Aaron Gordon, right? And he said Aaron Gordon is 22 years old. Yeah. At 26, when typically is the when players reach prime. their peak, their prime, he's not going to be the same person right, or right. the same player. Um, right. And so I, it's hard for us to be patient, you know. And you know we keep asking. You know our fans to be patient. It's hard for us yeah, to it be is patient. Really hard for us. But that's probably what it's going to take um, is to let these guys reach their yeah. prime. Because you look at the really good players, the ones that we you know we all look at and say, "Wow, if we had one of those guys, they're all in their prime, mm-hmm. right?" And they're all twenty six to now, thirty years now, old. Now, having said that, if you're Jeff Weltman and John Hammond, 
you're not doing your job if you're not exploring every sure. opportunity sure. to improve your team. I was watching the Phoenix right. Suns the other night, and um, I watched their postgame show, actually. I told Jeff and Dante. I don't know if I've told you this, George. But uh, they had a they had a feature on it's their fiftieth 30th year fiftieth year fiftieth year, year yeah and they had a feature on uh, a huge trade they made in nineteen eighty seven and they traded their best player the Phoenix Suns Larry Nance yeah to Cleveland for their backup point guard for the Cleveland Cavaliers oh, backing who was, up who was Kevin Johnson Kevin at Johnson, the time right who was Johnson. a rookie and getting very little playing time behind Mark Price right and they got uh, who did they, they got Mark West. And Tyrone Corbin, I think. Yes. And in that deal, yep. just role players. Their fan base went ballistic. Right. They, they thought it was the worst trade ever. Larry Nance, yeah. you know, great guy, sure. ideal human being, culture guy, great player. But it worked out for Phoenix. They went from 27 wins to 54 wins, I think. They doubled their win total right. almost in one year with that trade. So, And they traded their best guy. So I'm not saying, you know, Weltman and... Hammond, they they got to if they can make a pull off a deal like sure. that, we're all in favor. Of it's that, a it's right? a hard it's right. a hard thing because like, let's look at another let's look at Jimmy Butler. Okay, Jimmy Butler was a second round pick from Chicago, and I think his first year in the league, he averaged three points a game. He's actually the last pick of the first round. Oh, was he? Okay, yeah, so he's number thir- thirty. 30 mm-hmm. Okay, so that's a low, you know, fairly yeah. low. You know, he's not he's not a lottery pick. Right. First year in the league, he averages I think it's two point seven, two point eight points a game. So this is something that. Uh, Jeff in finance reminds me about all the time. He says, he goes, now would you, if you're watching Jimmy Butler, his rookie year, are you going to be like, oh, that guy stinks. Like what, or not stinks, but just like, ah, he's not going to be a player. Well, that guy's not going to be a player at all. How do you know, right? You have no idea. And then next thing you know, it's, you know, he's up to five points a game the next year or whatever. It wasn't anything great the second year either. And then it was that third, fourth. And then all of a sudden by the fifth year, the guy's an all-star. How about Tracy McGrady? I remember going into uh, into the Dome. Toronto Dome early his first year. I remember <laughs> sitting there broadcasting the game. You were still playing, I think, Jeff. No, oh, I was you were broadcasting. broadcasting. I was doing radio. That's, that's after you, yeah. Yeah, you were broadcasting. We sat there courtside and watched Tracy McGrady come out, sleepy-eyed, uh, not working hard, you know, just kind of going through the motions. And I remember thinking, this guy, I don't know if he's yeah. ever going to be a player. He's in the Hall of Fame. Now. He's in the Hall of Fame. That's true. people around the team, the head yeah. coach at the time and everything. It's like this kid will never, never make it. How about that? <laughs> How about that? So it's hard to you can't yeah, give up on a guy. You know? And I would argue, you know, our record is not indicative of the talent that we have on this team. I think these guys are good players. Evan Fournier is a very good basketball sure. player. You bring in pieces to them, and they're able to. But you don't have a main guy, right? I think is that is probably what hurts. But if these guys all go on other teams and they're complementary to 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 the main players right. on other, they're gonna they're gonna shine. They're, they're gonna, gonna be well. stellar basketball Absolutely. players, and that's they're what we've pros. seen. That's what we've seen with right. some of our. Our former players. No, it's a, you can't always tell. Yeah, you can look at Deron Lamb and tell the guy can't play, but there's other guys. <laughs> there's other guys wow, there's other guys. Oh, but it's not like that I with think everybody. We found, I think we found Dante's it's not, guy. It's not like that I think with we everybody. Found Dante's guy. Which brings up the question, and I think it's worth getting into. This comes from Mello, Sir Swish, right? And he says the differences between the last regime and this regime, and I don't think we really need to to hash that out. I think we know how the last one yeah, worked we don't out. Want, there's no need to. There's throw. no. We all know what that is, but I think it's worth pointing out what we're in for with this current group. And and from from our limited interaction and what we've seen uh, in just their history and their track record, I think you should be encouraged if you're a Magic fan. Now they have a year under their belt. And, you know, Jeff points out some of the, the guys that we Jeff We looked at Weltman. that Toronto. Yeah, Jeff and I talked a lot about that Toronto team the other yeah. night. And you should be encouraged by the group that we have here. Exactly. I, I think what, what you have is you have experience. 
you mentioned history. Yeah. Um, you can go back and look at former picks, and they're not all wins. John Hammond will be the first well, one sure, to tell sure. you. You know, you make mistakes doing yeah. this and everything, but you look at building an organization and adding the pieces. I mean, they're their their staff is is huge, right? And they they've got everything in place. Um, you know, there's a lot of experience on it from you know whatever department you're looking at, whether it's player development, and and, and so I I don't even think you can compare the two. I, you know, we had a, an inexperienced guy before that was doing the best he could with what he had, uh, making decisions without the body of work without that experience sure. in history. Sure. And now we've got two guys, not just one. Yes, exactly right. we got two guys that have worked together and, and, and been a part of building winning programs in the past. I mean, whether you talk about Toronto with Jeff Weltman or, or what, they both were a part of Detroit um, with Joe Dumars at different times, the Milwaukee, um, some of the things they've done there. You know, you know, they go back to different places. Jeff goes back to Denver. Um, and so, and don't forget Pete D'Alessandro and yes, Matt Lloyd. That's right. Too. That's exactly. right. There's, and there's so much experience there now. And that's the thing. We're caught up in the analytics, and they have this big staff and these analytics, and they're big believers in analytics. But I heard someone give the perfect analogy. I thought you hook a car up to a computer, and it'll tell you everything that's wrong with it. It prints everything out, and we've got that with our analytics. We can tell all the, but you still need the mechanic to fix the damn thing. And we've got, <laughs> we've still got. Go we've ahead, got, Dante. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we've got two very good mechanics. <laughs> who have a history of doing this and I think yeah the analytics are great and it helps gives you you can't never have enough information but you still need the right people to fix it and That's I think really good if I'm put a, that, hold on I'm, <laughs> scroll, I'm gonna put that one in the notes the in my mecha- phone the damn the it was the damn you, mechanic you still by need the way mechanic like to mechanics, fix the damn thing. That's right. right and I think you're encouraged by the group that we have that has a history of doing that and I and I think you should be Okay. Well right? Don't yeah, you think? I, kudos to you. Don't just put a bow on that. <laughs> wow, well, well right. done. Well, then, do we do it? Do we tie it up? Is that it? Did we finish? A, did we finish another show? You we, got? We hit all you guys, the topics. Are you guys baseball fans? Do you? Today's opening day, by the way. Used to be. That was my best sport as an athlete. Your best you know, sport. Best I'm sport. watching the game athlete. right now on my phone oh, while we're doing the pod squad here. I'm not into fan. it. I know you two guys are. I, I grew up in East Tennessee, and uh, the Cincinnati Reds were my team, and. We'd make a family journey to Cincinnati every summer, Crosley Field, and watch a game, the Cincinnati Reds, Frank Robinson. and I had some pretty good teams. Yeah, yeah they weren't. They didn't stink. The first day of but, baseball. Uh, but I, I love baseball. I do. First I pitch. What happened with the first pitch, George? Uh, it was the Florida Marlins were hosting the Cubs, and Ian Happ, I think he's an outfielder for yeah. the Cubs, Yeah. first pitch of the season got deposited into the uh, stands in right field for a home run. That's a good the omen. La- the good last guy did not. That is, that is a good way to start the yeah, season. Yeah, not good for the Marlins. If you're a Marlins fan who's already in disarray. The last guy to do it in the major leagues was a Met in 2004. First pitch of the season. He was? Home run. It happened courtesy of your New York Mets. First I'll give you, I'll pitch give you, of the I'll season, give you two stabs at it. Two stabs at it. Gosh, two thousand four. I you should guys get know. Maybe this. you guys know former know. former Mets. You said it's a Met. The last Red Sox to do it was Dwight Evans in '86. Led all of baseball. First pitch home run. Two thousand. But the last time it come happened, on, George, was you pulled a name out. What Dang about it, our we, What about our baseball JT producers? and I can't even come up with a name. We got Aaron Lance Berlin, Johnson. Got, was it Lance Johnson? Sam Davis. How about Lance Johnson? It was not Lance Johnson. 
2004. How long do we wait on this? I don't know. Just 10 people are This podcast is tuned out of this five minutes. Kaz Matsui. Kaz Matsui. Oh, that's right. Believe it or not. Yeah, how about that? I remember that. Hey, great job. We'll do one more. Did you know he remembers it? I do remember it. I think he maybe hit four more home runs the whole rest of the year. That's the beauty of baseball. Everybody got all jacked up about Keith. That was his first year in the majors because he just came over Everybody's weighed in. That's good. But I want to ask Jeff. I got a, a, a young guy growing up in the state of Florida. Yeah. In the, what, in the 70s, Jeff? Yeah. No Major League Baseball teams. Who Braves. Was your, who was your team? The Braves. Atlanta Braves. Yeah. Because he watched TBS. Because TBS was pumped in on his. Absolutely. Yeah. A, a lot? Were you close? Were you a big Braves guy? Would you oh, watch huge. a little game? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Who, were, who were your guys, your teams? Ralph Gar. Dale Murphy. Hunt, Dale Murphy. Well, Dale Murphy a little later, but okay, uh, yeah. obviously um, Hank Aaron and, oh, and, and no, that, okay. that's when I go I back. Was, I actually Hank Aaron's went pretty good to guy. Atlanta. <laughs> it was decent. Oh, he's my guy. Yeah. That's, uh, I, I, I often Everybody's tell my, got a guy. I, 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 tell, <laughs> I tell my... my uh, Funny, I thought you had another guy. I, I another do guy too. have another guy, but he's no, this is the guy <laughs> I look up to. Oh, oh, oh. This is the guy I look up to. Can we do that one time? Can we all reveal our least favorite? I'm pretty sure we cannot so he was your he was your favorite. Hank that was, Aaron was, that your was guy. my hero when I was you know growing up as a kid and everything Man. was Hank Aaron. I, I, I always was, tell I always too. tell I my that. girls, you can't beat that. particularly Allie, my oldest, that if she had been born a, a boy, her first name would have been Henry. Wow, I, I would have called her Hank. Yeah, why? What stopped you? Well, he had a girl. <laughs> You don't think Henrietta just didn't seem to work. <laughs> didn't seem I to think work. It's a good girl's name too. All right. Yeah, Daryl Strawberry was at our game the other night. Yes, he was. Dante said, "Aren't this you going to talk?" This was awesome. To? This was George. I said, "Hey, Daryl Strawberry's coming." He goes like this. He goes, <laughs> I got, I got very sheepish. I got very sheepish when Daryl Strawberry walked him in the by. Eyes, he didn't touch him. Nothing. It was embarrassing. Nothing. That was, which is what I would have done if Roger Clemens. That was embarrassing. Too. All right, guys, we have one more of these on the year. So we'll do one once the season commences. We'll give a kind of our best of, our, our final thoughts. And uh, until then, have a great couple of weeks. This is it, the, the, the final two weeks Home of the stretch. season. And we'll do, we uh, we'll do one more then. That'll do it. All right. Magic Pod Squad.